Hello, friends, and welcome to the Medicine Stories podcast, where we are remembering what it is to be human upon the earth. I am Amber Magnolia Hill, herbalist, writer, teacher, and mother, here with episode 47 to talk all about rose medicine. Now, I have to tell you that I already recorded this podcast a few hours ago and GarageBand froze and killed it and lost it and I'm fine with it. I'm chill and I'm soft and it's because of Rose Medicine, (laughs) like for real. (laughs) So I'm excited to share this with you and I feel like this experience I've been through the last few hours is just like such potent proof of the power of roses. So today I'm going to give just an overview of rose medicine, both the physical and the energetic and spiritual properties that bring healing to people's lives. I'm going to tell a rose synchronicity story that happened to me yesterday. I'm going to share some recipes with you from some super awesome herbalists that will make it easy to bring rose medicine into your home. I'm going to be sharing three Patreon bonuses that go along with this episode. I've never done more than one per episode, but three presented themselves for this rose medicine episode. And finally, I'm going to share like the big realization that um, I've had since Rose came really strongly into my life in really just the last couple days. It's been so, so strong. The information presented will not in any way be a thorough view. Rose medicine is so generous and so abundant. I mean, hence the three Patreon offerings that needed to come through for this. And so this is just a slice, just a slice. You can learn so much more out there, other herbalists, from books, from teachers, and from listening to other people's medicine stories, and especially from engaging with Rose yourself and, um, you know, cultivating your own medicine stories, seeing what comes through, seeing what happens. So before we get into all that, a quick listener spotlight. This iTunes review is from Danielle155. She says, could not recommend more. I have been an herbalist for years for purely medical purposes, but Amber has opened up this whole new world to me of really feeling the plants I am working with and showing me how to fully connect to our planet. I love listening to her soothing voice and how passionate she is about herbal medicine, ancestry, and living a full and authentic life. Thank you so much for changing my life. Thank you so much, Danielle. I love this review because of this um, reframing of working with herbs and not just a medical way, not just for their physical healing, but to deepen and really come into relationship with the plants. That's what I'm here to help you do. And so I was so happy to see that reflected in this review. Uh, Y'all, I appreciate it endlessly when you rate and review the podcast on iTunes, when you subscribe, wherever you listen to the podcast, you take a screenshot when you're listening in Instagram and share it in the stories and tag me at Mythic Medicine. makes me so, so happy to see and to respond and say thank you and sometimes to repost as well. Um, I love you. 
for real. So Rose. Rose carries the medicine of softness and strength. Of all the many ways it brings healing, one of the most important is by reminding us that softness and strength can coexist. And in fact, they must coexist. Power without softness and vulnerability isn't strength. Real strength always contains that element of vulnerable openness to life, to others, to sharing the truth of ourselves with the world. And likewise, softness without an underlying structure of strength and sureness of self and integrity is bound to collapse in on itself, crushed under the weight of other people's demands and expectations. Alongside the silky petals are Rose's sharp thorns, which remind us to keep our boundaries intact and to balance that soft openness with a strong sense of discernment between who and what to allow into our space and who and what not to. The importance of this discernment on your life cannot be overstated. From the ancient Egyptians, to Hippocrates, to Ayurveda, to Hildegard of Bingen, to Nicholas Culpepper, roses have been used and recommended throughout the centuries across cultures for such various ailments as wounds, inflammation, both inner and outer, women's health, stomach complaints, headache, dizziness, grief and heartache, and colds and flu to name just a few, because again, we are not covering everything today. This luxurious herb works on so many different systems and parts of the body and imbalanced tissue states because of its many, many healing properties. Rose is aphrodisiac, moving the blood and opening us up to the sweet sensuality of this human embodiment, astringent, helping to tighten lax tissues, Nervine, calming to the nerves, slightly antimicrobial, as are all plants with a detectable scent due to their volatile oil or essential oil content, anti-inflammatory and cooling, which makes roses great for sunburn, rashes, boils, stings, etc., vulnerary, wound healing, and slightly analgesic, pain-killing, among other things. Long used as a woman's medicine, rose has a lovely affinity with the womb space. Physically, it is a pelvic decongestant, a blood mover, used to break up stagnation and bring warmth and movement to the area. This action, the stimulation of circulation and blood flow to the pelvis, helps to address menstrual difficulties, cystic growths, and volatile emotions, and is also what's responsible for rose's famed aphrodisiac properties. On a more energetic level, Rose reminds us of our creative nature as women who bleed and are capable of bringing life into the world. Rubbing rose oil onto the lower abdomen or drinking rosebud tea, recipe to follow, is a sweet way to honor this part of our body where we all hold trauma and shame and pain in deep need of healing. Um, If you're feeling that last sentence, I hope you listen to the most recent podcast, episode number 46 with Pavani More. Rose hips, the seed-bearing fruit of the plant, are one of herbalism's most beloved and oft-used remedies. They're full of antioxidant-rich bioflavonoids and are high in vitamin C and are delicious. 
One study showed positive outcomes in blood pressure and cholesterol levels in people who had been consuming rosehip tea. And just simply inhaling the intoxicating scent of rose oil creates a measurable calming effect. Studies have shown that it lowers systolic blood pressure and has a positive effect on blood oxygen saturation and slows down the breathing. So I can really speak to this. I am such a fan of high quality rose absolute, um, which is the form the essential oil can come in for aromatic purposes, for scent medicine, for perfumery. I just, it completely like immediately shifts my consciousness when I put some rose absolute on my neck. Um, and like truly that's why I didn't freak out today when I lost 50 minutes of audio content that I had just spoken and created and was like excited to submit to my audio engineer and get on with my day and my life. I was like, all right, <laughs> shit happens, whatever. I'm smelling roses right now, so I'm okay. <laughs> Herbalist Kiva Rose says, There are as many varieties of rose as there are shades of green, and every kind holds some profound therapeutic value. So speaking of there being uh, many varieties of roses, I wanted to help you distinguish between wild roses and cultivated roses. Um, and I'm going to read here from the book Alchemy of Herbs by Rosalie de la Forêt. And this section of the book is called Types of Roses. Types of Rose. True wild roses are beautiful yet simple, with only five petals and a starburst of stamens in the center. They range in color from pure white to a deep pink and are almost always aromatic. How then did we end up with the thousands of variations of rose species today? Our obsession with the rose has led to breeding countless changes. So now, roses can have numerous petals and come in a multitude of colors. White, yellow, pink, orange, red, blue, and everything in between. My personal favorite is the peachy roses. Oh my god, they are just, I just swoon. Unfortunately, as many roses have been bred for beauty, much of their scent and medicinal properties have been lost along the way. When choosing roses for health, look for aromatic wild roses as your best source. If you don't have access to wild roses, then domesticated roses could be used, although there are a couple of considerations. Only use roses that you know have not been sprayed with pesticides. Never use roses from florists, since those are almost always sprayed. Besides wanting to avoid consuming roses that have been sprayed, you also might want to consider avoiding even handling them in a decorative bouquet. Second, I recommend using rose petals from flowers that are aromatic. If your roses don't have any scent, then look for another source. I love that. I find that really helpful because um, there are so many varieties of roses. And when we came to our land three years ago, there were many rose bushes planted. And some of them don't have a scent. And um, I really appreciate Rosalie for letting me know that those are probably not the most medicinal and I know that this episode is going to come out a few days after Mother's Day. So I also appreciate her warning there to not use florist roses. Otherwise, um, some people might feel inspired to make medicine with the roses in a vase on their table. But, you know, you can 
admire them for their beauty medicine. That is so real and so important. (laughs) So, I mean, there's certainly some rose medicine waiting nearby for you to respectfully harvest or purchase and use to heal your heart, womb, spirit, and so much more. Use it with love. So I want to share my synchronicity yesterday. I love how the plants speak to us in this way and how the the more we seek to cultivate conscious relationship with the green beans, um, how just more often this happens, these synchronicities, these messages, this magic. So as you know, if you've listened to certain episodes before, I deal with chronic pain in my back and neck and on the right side of my body, always on the right side, jaw. It can extend all the way up to the top of my head and all the way down to the sole of my foot when it's at its worst. And I've been in a pretty extreme pain state for the last few days. And yesterday was getting cranial sacral work, which really, really works for me better than anything else I've tried. And the woman, Joanna, who is so wonderful, at some point said, I invite you to like be open to calling in something that can help you with this. What can help you? And Rose came to me right away. Um, yeah, it's as I've spoken about before with these kind of experiences, it's kind of hard to put into words. I don't even remember how it came to me. If it was an image or the word or just, I don't know. It's just the knowledge of it that Rose is the thing that can help me through this. Um, and then when I sat up on the table after the session, I looked down and noticed that my dress was covered in roses. And it's the first time I've worn it this year since spring came back. And, you know, if you had asked me, like, close your eyes, what's the print on your dress? I knew it was flowers, but I didn't really tune into the fact that it was roses and is wild roses. There's five petaled roses on this dress, which I feel like of all the rose prints I've ever seen in my life, I think they're all like, you know, the thousand petaled (laughs) roses. So I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, that's a little like nudge, a little confirmation And then I go get my purse to get my checkbook out and I find this little rose perfume that I haven't used in like at least a year. I don't remember the last time I saw it, but I do, I mean, for like 13, 14 years now, I've always kept one in my purse just in case I need it, just in case I'm having a super stressful day or just want to, again, slightly shift my consciousness a little bit. And I just hadn't thought about it. It's a small bottle. I got a lot of shit in my purse, but there it was. Um, So, you know, I put it on before I wrote the check and was just so happy to smell this smell again. And then when I got into the car, I took a sip of my water in my clean canteen with a little, you know, plasticky straw thing. And it tasted like roses. And there's a really funny silly mundane reason why it did it's because I had washed it out that morning and we use uh, Dr. Bronner's liquid soap for our dishes and we currently have the rose one in rotation and even though I had you know very very much like majorly rinsed it out so it didn't taste like soap it still retained the the rose taste it didn't taste like soap 
but it tasted like roses, which I knew came from the soap. So it was kind of weird, but still it just made me like laugh out loud. Um, and I thought, okay, like three, three little rose, rose, rose things that happen right after I get that message. Like clearly, clearly I need to actually really like dive deep and work with this plant and make it a priority. Um, so, you know, I'd already known that I was going to do this episode, but I was just planning on reading what I just read, this blog post that I'd written about Rose a couple years ago, and that was kind of going to be it. But inspired by these synchronicities that happened yesterday, um, I kind of expanded what I'm talking about more and dove into some books and put together this amazing PDF, Bringing Rose Medicine Home, that I'll talk about that's available on Patreon. Um, and then also when I came home, so we've been waiting for these various rose bushes to bloom, um, the ones that were already here when we got here, and then Owen has planted some in our back garden too. Owen's my husband, of course. We have the back garden, the front garden, and mid-guard. So we've got three gardens going. And I was alone when I got home, which never happens. But no one was here besides me. And so I just took a barefoot walk all around the property, seeing if any of the roses had bloomed, finally got back to the back garden and in the very back of the back garden, a wild rose bush that Owen had planted, had three little five petaled blossoms on it. Um, so it was just sweet to be in the presence of the plant too. You know, that's one of the ways I'm going to be working with the medicine while while the blossoms are still here is just sitting in the presence of the plant alongside the scent medicine and taking elixir internally and doing teas with it and body oils. I'm just really going to take it in in every possible way. And I'll get into specifically how I think it's going to help me with this pain issue in a minute here. So then I get on my computer, start working on this podcast episode, and I search my computer for the words rose medicine, um, looking for the document I had started for this episode. And instead, all these old emails come up, newsletters from herbalists who I've been subscribed to their newsletters for years, with them talking about rose medicine. Um, and one of them was from Rebecca Altman, who was my guest here on episode 36, Magic Makes Us Human and Plants Keep Us Rooted. And I read through her uh, newsletter about rose medicine, and these two paragraphs just stopped me cold because they speak so much to what I'm going through and what I am thinking I will get out of cultivating a deeper relationship with Rose. Rebecca writes, Rose unwinds the stuckness that is often rooted in old grief, old trauma. These are things that get locked in when our, locked in our body when they happen because we don't know how to process them or are unable to process them. Feeling pain is rotten. Why wouldn't we block it off to hold it at bay? Every time these patterns are triggered, however, we live them out again and again. I've seen Rose help with this so many times to slowly and gently start to ease the tension holding these traumas in place. With trauma, we grow up not really able to trust the world around us and not really able to trust ourselves either. This creates a deep underlying sense of fear that comes out in lots of ways, panic attacks, anxiety, and depression being the most common. 
It doesn't even need to be the kinds of trauma that most people think of as deep trauma. Losing our favorite teddy bear at just the right age for it to damage you can damage you. And our own traumas are our own. When that happens, you create this low-level underlying tension, like we're constantly bracing for the next blow. This tension makes us alert, but at a cost, because it uses a lot of energy, and we end up feeling unsafe all the time. And Rose gently, patiently softens it. At its core, Rose is a medicine of deep trust, deep vulnerability, and deep softening allowing us to trust ourselves and our bodies and to trust the world around us. As a result, we can reach out and touch the world, but even more importantly, let it in to touch us back. So I'm thinking that some of you listening right now have tears in your eyes hearing Rebecca's beautiful words because it hits so close to home. I know that's how I feel. Like that softening is exactly what I need and exactly what I've needed for a long time. And we all have our reasons. We all have our traumas and we all have our busy, stressful, modern lives. It's really hard to be a human right now. I think even of people with like super cushy, comfortable lives who I envy are having a hard time because they live on this planet right now. And to think about breaking these rigid patterns of tension that get triggered in me over and over and that lead me to hold my body in a certain way that leads to this overwhelming, debilitating pain that stops me from doing the things I want to do in my life. It's so exciting for me to have gotten this message from Rose which I feel like came the day before I was going to record this because the message wanted to come through to you listening as well to engage with this medicine in that way for that purpose. I'm going to read another little sentence here from Rosalie. Our culture commonly focuses on the physical aspects of illness. We use objective physical measures to diagnose and treat disease while relegating a person's spiritual and emotional well-being to another branch of medicine, a church or a spiritual teacher. Roses can remind us that this separation is only a recently created reality. Their scent, their physical beauty, and their medicine fluidly address it, fluidly address our physical and emotional health, making it a wonderful medicine for our whole heart. So this echoes back to what Rebecca was saying for me and just Rose working on so many different levels. Rose being, again, the super generous medicine of abundance and giving us so much um, and, you know, melting physical pain and tension by like working on the heart level, working on an energetic level. So I'm going to tell you now about the three offerings that are available at patreon.com slash medicine stories. I'm so excited about them. The first one is open to everyone. You don't have to be a patron. The other two are available to patrons at the $2 level, so very accessible. But the one that's open to everyone is a giveaway. I'm going to be giving away a bottle of our uh, Mythic Medicinals Rainbow Heart Beams Elixir. 
So this medicine is a synergy of plant allies to support the physical organ and soften patterns of restriction around the energetic center of the heart. May this allow an easier flow of both love and joy and grief and sadness so that we may be in touch with the heart's deepest wisdom and truest creativity. The ingredients are rose petals, hawthorn leaves, flowers, and berries, mimosa flowers, motherwort leaves and flowers, violet leaves, brandy, raw honey, and one willow apothecary's angelica flower essence. If you listen to episode 45, you heard my angelica plant spirit healing story, and I love that angelica came through so strongly for me a few weeks ago, and then Rose just did, and that they're both in this medicine fellow herbalists and medicine makers will know that we are often really bad at taking our own medicine (laughs) or taking any medicine. So busy um, helping others that we forget to help ourselves. So I was looking at this medicine the other day and I was like, this is so good. (laughs) Like I need this and it tastes good. And I love the label and like how funny that the very medicine I need, I made. It's on my shelf, like hundreds of them sending them to people every week, and I'm not taking it. So I'm going to start taking it myself. I hope you go enter the giveaway at um, patreon.com slash medicine stories. It'll say this in the post there, but to enter, just um, share in the comments a part of this podcast that touched you or sparked something for you. Or if you can, if you have one, please share your own medicine stories around... um, roses. I would just love to hear them. And I'm sure all the other many, many people who will be leaving comments would love to hear your story too. So that giveaway will close on, let's do June 5th. Give the laggers, the people who won't listen to this for a few weeks, enough time to enter June 5th. Um, And then, okay, the second giveaway, this is such a cool thing that Rebecca Altman is offering. So this is going to be posted there on Patreon on May 25th. If you listen to this right after it comes out, it won't be up yet. But on May 25th, I'm going to be posting a 10% off coupon code for Rebecca's upcoming Wild Rose Surprise Box. Surprise boxes are the super cool thing that Rebecca does. Uh, It's a box that is, it's a themed box of products. So she'll spend the month exploring a topic, be it a single plant or a theme like kindness or pleasure, and then she'll make a variety of products exploring the topic. As I mentioned to her when she was on the podcast, she is like this crazy brilliant medicine maker and prolific medicine maker. Um, Like she's just one of those people who spends a ton of time with plants and a ton of time in the kitchen making things with plants. And then she picks the four that turn out the best and sends those out in a box to the people who sign up. It all comes bundled in linen with recipes and a little description of the theme or the plants used. So the upcoming box, again, the Wild Rose Surprise Box is called Soften and Rose. And on May 25th, I'll be putting up a 10% off coupon code for patrons. Finally, the the big one um, that's available right now, right there for patrons, 
is a beautiful PDF called Bringing Rose Medicine Home. It features six delicious and healing rose recipes from five herbalists, plus my three favorite rose products. So I'm going to share two of the recipes with you right now um, because I know not everyone can be a Patreon supporter and these ones are simple and short and easy. They'll be easy for me to speak and easy for you to either remember or jot down really quickly. The other four recipes are more involved and would not lend themselves well to being read on a podcast, but I'll tell you what they are. Um, but the first recipe that I'm going to give you right here is from Cami McBride. Cami was my first ever herb teacher. She's been my most important herb teacher. She's been on the podcast twice. Uh, episode 20 was the first one, menstruation, herbalism, and innate knowing. And then she was also on episode 39, I believe it was, um, kitchen herbalism. The body remembers. And so this recipe is from Cami's book, The Herbal Kitchen. It's Rose Delight Honey. I cannot wait to make it. She writes, this honey makes a delicious tea to help prevent colds and soothe sore throats. This is the great thing about making herbal honeys. I'm going to interject here is that then to make a tea, you just boil water, pour the water into your mug, and then put your spoonful of honey in it. I use it in cakes instead of sugar, and my son eats it on his French toast and muffins. Now I want French toast and muffins. What you don't eat for breakfast can be applied as a facial mask to revive your skin and give you a glowing complexion. So it's one cup honey, three tablespoons powdered rose hips, and two tablespoons powdered rose petals. That easy. Mix them together. When you put powdered herbs in honey, there's no need to strain it out later. You just leave it in, keep it as it is. Um, you might want to slightly heat the honey in the jar before you mix the powder in, depending on how hardened or crystallized it is. You can do that using a double boiler or just having hot water in a bowl that you put your jar in. Uh, put out in the sun, put it near your heating vents. There's, there's ways to do that. And then let it steep for at least two weeks. Um, and then you might want to stir it occasionally or at least before you use it because in honey, powdered herbs tend to rise to the top. Second recipe here is again from Rosalie, whose book Alchemy of Herbs I read from earlier. This recipe is also from that book. It's for rosebud tea. I love that this uses rosebuds. Um, she writes, this is a lovely way to enjoy the sweet tastes of rose and lemon verbena and a great way to unwind at the end of your day. The cornflower gives a slightly bitter and nuanced flavor. You can omit it if you can't find it. Um, so I've never used cornflower, but I love lemon verbena, both the taste and the scent, and I really love the idea of combining it with rose. So the ingredients are two heaping tablespoons of dried rosebuds, one teaspoon of dried lemon verbena, and the optional teaspoon of dried cornflour. Bring a fourth cup of water to a boil. Mix the herbs together and place them in a teacup or large tea infuser. Avoid cramming the herbs into a small infuser. It's better for them to have room to expand and move around. Uh, 
Pour the just boiled water over the herbs. Cover and steep for 7 to 10 minutes. Occasionally stir or dip the infuser while steeping. And then strain it out one and a fourth cup water. Not a fourth cup. I was like, that's wrong. One and a fourth cup water. Um, and then you can add honey if desired. And she recommends sipping it while warm. So the other recipes that are included in the PDF that you can get are a rose petal spiced chai from Lola Benado, the botanical bruja. Lola was on episode 21, The Medicine We Carry. I also can't wait to try that recipe. I mean, please, rose petal spice chai. And then two recipes from Rebecca Altman. The first is for external use. It's a rose-infused aloe vinegar, which I think is brilliant. I've used rose-infused vinegars on my skin in the past. I make one at the beginning of every summer for sunburns, and it's super helpful. If you guys haven't used um, apple cider vinegar diluted on the skin for burns, you are going to be amazed at how well it works. Um, usually dilute one part vinegar to seven to ten parts water. Um, but I love this idea that Rebecca has the aloe included. Genius. And also a wild rose infused tequila. Okay. Okay. Um... I'm going to back up for just a second and remind you that Lola also has an herbal-based podcast. It's called The Branch and Bone Medicine Show, so you can check that out. Uh, and then finally, the sixth recipe is from Sophia Rose, and this is a rose and earl grey aspic. An aspic, I had no idea what this word was, A-S-P-I-C, is a dish in which ingredients are set into a gelatin. So this sounds so interesting to me. Like I almost can't even really picture exactly what it's going to end up looking and tasting like. Um, but I just thought the recipe sounded so good. And Sophia says that it is great for like the spring to summer transition, which is exactly what time it is now. So I can't wait to try that. And then added into the PDF that has these six recipes um, and links to these amazing women who've created them are my three favorite rose products. So the first one is an elixir. Oh my gosh, pure heaven to be taking rose into your body in this way, especially when it tastes as good as this one does. Um, I ordered one immediately yesterday after my session and cannot wait to receive it and start using it. The second is a facial oil. So you guys, I get complimented on my skin all the time. Anytime I put up a video on Instagram, I get people messaging me being like, how is your skin looking like that? You know, I'm 38. I'm not old, but I'm not young. And I truly think it's because I've been using high quality oils on my face uh, since at least 2005, since my job at the um, Sacramento Natural Foods Co-op when I first started learning about all this stuff. So I've gone through a lot of different products and there's many good ones, but I've landed on one that I really love and it contains both rose hips and rose. So I share that. And then finally, my favorite source for organic... Um, Rose Absolute 
for the essence of rose. And this company makes samples that are really cheap because it is super expensive. If you're getting really high quality rose absolute, it is expensive because it takes so, 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 so many rose petals to make um, the essential oil. And many of you know I'm not a fan of using essential oils for medicine. Um, I only use them for their scent, for perfumery. So there's a link to that as well. And again, in case you missed it, you're in the car or something trying to remember this, it's patreon.com slash medicine stories. I'm so excited about this PDF. Um, it was so fun how it all came together. And I just feel like it's super valuable and super doable. And I'm excited. So thank you, patrons. Thank you so much for making this podcast possible. It's super duper fun figuring out how I can give back to you. Um, so the realization, the big realization that just happened in the last... 30 hours or something since Rose showed up for me so strongly. It's kind of embarrassing because I'm changing something that I've said in the last two podcasts. And what I've said in the last two podcasts is I'm about to make this a weekly show. Yeah, I'm kicking ass and so productive and motivated. And that's still true. But so this is now the third week in a row that it's come out. And I realized, especially working on this one and how much time and work has gone into it, it takes so much time and energy for me to do this show. And I love doing this show. And there's other things I want to do, like writing books and creating online courses and things like that, things related to the show, but that aren't exactly doing the show. And then I started hearing from people too, just in the last 24 hours on Instagram saying, I kind of don't want you to make it every week because um, it's already hard for me to keep up and I don't want to be stressed feeling like I'm missing out. You know, there's so much content in the world that we all want to take in and are interested in and so many podcasts and other things. And um, I totally understand that. And I was laughing like, so here I would be stressing myself out thinking I got to put it out every week. And then I'm stressing my listeners out because they're like, ah, I can't keep up. I can't keep up. And then a few people also said that each episode of this podcast is so rich for them and so dense and full of information and ideas that it takes them a while to digest it all, to think about it, to write about it, to take notes, to listen again, to talk about it with people. Um, and that when there's a Patreon offering, which there almost always is as well, um, that it takes time to digest that content as well. And so I totally get that. I just think like time is diminishing for all of us in this crazy world. And I just, yeah, again, don't want to be like adding stress to people. So this morning in Instagram stories, I put up a poll, you know, do you want to see this podcast coming out every week or every other week? And when I checked it just before starting to record, it was at 81% every other week which totally surprised me, but feels like I'm being really well taken care of by you guys. And um, I just feel super grateful. And so I'm just not going to commit to anything. What I can see happening is this coming out three times a month. 
Um, I am motivated to do it more often. I have so many good ideas, um, so much I want to do, but also I cannot add more rigidity to my life by promising to do it every week. It's just like the rose medicine is coming in being like, oh no, no, honey. Oh no, no. (laughs) This isn't going to work for you or your listeners. And that's just so sweet to be held like that. Um, again, as I've said many times, this is an imperfect podcast. I'm a real human, just barely keeping it together. And I really want to be transparent with my creative process, with my business process. And I hope that doing so and talking about this is inspirational or normalizing for everyone else out there hustling. Um, if you have not yet taken my quiz, which healing herb is your spirit medicine, I think you might like it. Uh, spoiler alert, rose is one of the possible answers, but there are other possible answers and I want you to be open to whichever one you get. I think you'll be stoked either way. And, uh, if you like it, take a screenshot, share it, tag me. I love hearing people's stories. I mean, so often someone's like, oh my gosh, I got this plant. I just met that plant yesterday for the first time. Or I mean, so many stories have been shared with me or months later, someone will be like, I got this plant. I'd never worked with it. I started working with it and oh my gosh, this is the healing that it brought. So I really, really love hearing those stories. Please don't hesitate to reach out and share. And so coming up, because again, I still am feeling motivated to be doing the show more often um, and have just a lot of excitement around what's going to be shared. There's going to be a couple birth-related episodes coming out. Um, I've said before that I was recently on the Free Birth Society podcast, tell the story of my two daughters and their very different home births. I'm going to have an interview with Marie Sue, whose music opens and closes every episode of this podcast. Marie's music, really more than anyone else's music, for me, is medicine, is deep medicine. And she shares stories of how this podcast has caused crazy medicine synchronicities to happen in her life. And it's just kind of one of those like meta, super, super full circle conversations that I'm really excited to share. And those of you who love the ancestral and herbal stories, personal stories that people share on this podcast, you'll love, love the interview with Marie. I'm going to do more herbalism, more ancestry, all that kind of stuff. And an interview with Rosemary Gladstar, who you surely know if you're into herbalism. I've seen her called the godmother of um, Western, really, herbalism. Such a sweet and kind human being, and I'm really looking forward to speaking with her and to sharing that with you. So thank you so much for listening today. I um, I think I've been smiling the whole time I've been speaking, <laughs> smelling my rose perfume and just feeling grateful that I had the opportunity to record this again today, the spaciousness of my life, no problem that it didn't work out. Everything's okay. I'm drinking some rosebud tea right now. And yeah, share your stories. Share your stories with each other and with me. And for now, um, get out there and smell the rose. Thank you for taking these medicine stories in. I hope they inspire you to keep walking the mythic path of your own unfolding self. 
I love sharing information and will always put any relevant links in the show notes. You can find past episodes, my blog, and our handmade herbal medicines at mythicmedicine.love. We've got reishi, lion's mane, elderberry, mugwort, yarrow, redwood, body oils, an amazing sleep medicine, heart medicine, earth essences, so much more, more than I can list there, mythicmedicine.love. While you're there, check out my quiz, which healing herb is your spirit medicine? It's fun and lighthearted, but the results are really in-depth and designed to bring you into closer alignment with both the medicine that you're in need of and the medicine that you already carry and can bring to others. If you love the show, please consider supporting it at patreon.com slash medicine stories. It is so worth your while. There are dozens and dozens of killer rewards there, and I've been told by many folks that it's the best Patreon out there. We've got ebooks, downloadable PDFs, bonus interviews, guided meditations, giveaways, resource guides, links to online learning and behind the scenes stuff, and just so much more. The best of it is available at the $2 a month level. Thank you. And please subscribe on whichever app you use. Just click that little subscribe button and review on iTunes. It's so helpful. And if you do that, you just may be featured in a listener spotlight in the future. The music that opens the show is by Marie Sue. That's M-A-R-I-E-E. S-I-O-U-X from her beautiful song, Wild Eyes. Thank you, Marie. And thanks to you all. I look forward to next time.